Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. It is a good practice to pause and take a few minutes to consider moments, memories, major events in our lives. We all have positive as well as negative times that we can reflect on, look back at. These pivotal moments that have greatly impacted us, changed us, shaped us, molded us into whom we are today, even who we will be in the coming days. So I invite you to please consider with me a few questions reflecting on your life. Why are you a Christian? If you don't claim to be a Christian, If you are a Christian, when did you come to faith? Was it a series of circumstances that led you to faith? Was it an event, a moment, that led you to faith in Jesus? What is it about the Christian faith that keeps you following Jesus Christ? These questions all revolve around the word conversion. Conversion is defined as the process of changing from one form to another. The process might be short or long. The process might be well-defined or it might be hard to put into a narrative form. Nevertheless, Christian conversion is the process of changing. It is from a point of no faith in Jesus Christ to a point of faith, believing in Jesus Christ for salvation. In biblical terms, Jesus described conversion as birth, being born of the Spirit, John chapter 3. Christian conversion is, is not just believing in God. We would call that theism. Theism alone is certainly not Christianity. Although it seems many in our culture are content to suggest because they believe they are good and that they believe God, they believe in God, that they are Christian. It has happened countless times in my personal talks with folks when I ask them if they are a Christian, and the reply is, yes, I believe in God. But Christian conversion is more than believing in God. It is believing in the person, Jesus Christ, that he is God in the flesh, and in particular, he came and died for our sins upon a cross. He rose from the dead. After 40 days he ascended and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. And if that sounds a lot like the Nicene Creed to you, good. Because <laughs> that is our statement of faith. And when that statement is coupled with faith by God's grace, we profess that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And a change takes place in our life and we begin to turn from sin in our own selfish ways, which we call this repentance. And we seek to follow the teachings of God in the scriptures. Conversion doesn't look the same for everyone. Some can point to a, a moment in time when that conversion took place. Some would describe their conversion as a, as a process of time or a series of events. 
Some would say they grew up in the church and simply have always believed and confessed Jesus as their Savior. My, my mom would describe her conversion in this way. Sometimes a conversion happens around friends. C.S. Lewis, the great Christian writer in the 20th century, wrote about his conversion to his friend in a letter. He wrote, I have just passed on from believing in God to definitely believing in Christ, in Christianity. I will try to explain this another time, but my long night talk with Dyson and Tolkien had a good deal to do with it. He wasn't sure exactly when it happened, but he recognized the change in his thinking and followed by that the change in his life. Conversion can happen because our souls are, are restless and weary with the destruction of life without Jesus. St. Augustine, in describing his conversion, said, Our heart is restless until it finds rest in you. It was St. Augustine who, in the year 386, had the words of Romans illuminated in his heart and mind by the power of the Holy Spirit. Conviction was brought to his soul, and he converted to Christianity. Our second reading today is from the book of Romans. St. Paul's wonderful text on conversion. The first eight chapters or so describe justification and salvation, the working out of God's grace through faith in one's life. Paul succinctly describes Christian conversion as being dead to yourself and alive in Christ Jesus. In today's reading, Jesus' message is the same in our gospel reading today, suggesting his followers are the ones who take up their cross and follow him. Dead to self, alive in Christ. Romans was also a pivotal book in the conversion of Martin Luther in the 16th century. The text on the righteous shall live by faith suddenly became so real in Luther's life, transforming him. And through this, the Reformation was launched, obviously. The Lutheran Church came forth. And even in our own tradition of Anglicanism, Martin Luther had a great influence on Thomas Cranmer, who wrote the first book of Common Prayer. The founder of the Methodist Church, John Wesley, attaches his conversion with Martin Luther in the book of Romans. It was on May 24, 1738, John Wesley, seeking for the grace of God, ended in a meeting house in London. And he wrote in his journal that now famous account of his conversion. He said, In the evening I went very unwillingly to a society in Aldersgate Street, where one was reading Luther's preface to the Epistle to the Romans. About a quarter before nine, while he was describing the change which God works in the heart through faith in Christ, I felt my heart strangely warmed. John Wesley, who was a priest in the Church of England, described his conversion in a physical and emotional way. I felt my heart strangely warmed. I love these conversion stories. C.S. Lewis, St. Augustine, Martin Luther, John Wesley. There are so many throughout the history of the church. Men and women, girls and boys, old and young, every race, ethnicity, the rich, the poor. People coming to Jesus Christ and professing his name. Christianity is not just a, some Western religion. The largest group of Christians today, according to estimates, is probably in the underground church in China. 
And Africa is growing in leaps and bounds as many come to faith in Jesus. The largest populations of our Anglican communion are in Nigeria and Sudan. The Christian faith continues to grow around the world as we await the second coming of our Lord. It was today, 30 years ago this evening, a life-changing event happened in my own life. June 25th, 1993. It's a date I remember and I mark every year. And it happens to be today because that was the day of my own conversion. I went to a youth meeting at the church I grew up in. I hadn't been there in quite a while. Listening to the guest preacher talk about his life, his journey with Christ, about Jesus Christ. Now I knew about Jesus. I grew up in the church. I was, I was a preacher's kid. I knew lots of verses. But that doesn't mean I believed in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And something about the way the grand story of God was told that night spoke right to my heart and my soul. I was convicted. Now by God's great grace that night, to faith. It changed my whole countenance. The Spirit of God came into my life and transformed my being. It gave me a new direction, a new outlook, a new purpose. I became alive that day. I mean, really alive. I became born anew, born of the Spirit. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace. <laughs>